0: You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and Lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth.
1: Are you one of those people that always has something to say? Are you giving constructive criticism or is it really
0: feedback? What's the difference? Hey, 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 it's episode 32, and I'm back for two weeks in a row. <laughs> Welcome back, Tiffany. <laughs> Hi. All right, so Lisa and I reached out to some of our colleagues, friends, coworkers, et cetera, et cetera. And one of Lisa's had these amazing ideas for podcasts. And there was one in particular that really stood out to me. And I said, I want to talk about that because I have a problem with it sometimes because I'm a teacher. You know, I teach the residents at the hospital, and I have employees, and so on and so forth. So this is what she said. My leadership class just talked about feedback in the workplace, how people don't want to give feedback, people don't want to ask for feedback, and how people think getting feedback is the worst thing to ever happen to them. I thought it was pretty interesting. Love, 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 love this topic. Love. Oh, yeah. I love it because you're not an expert, therefore you must get feedback, right? Think about how Absolutely. many people are experts in whatever it is that you do, very few, therefore everybody needs feedback to get better, right? Agreed. No, I agree. So it's, and I will say I'm not great at giving feedback because I feel like th- sometimes my residents are very sensitive. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't want to hurt their feelings. Bring them around me. <laughs> yeah. They're very, very, very sensitive. And, but they're little doctors. They're not big doctors and they have to learn. Right. So Yeah, you bet they got to learn. And then I have employees, but I mean, this is one thing I think I'm pretty good at. I, even though I don't like doing it, I'm pretty, and I'm probably better at it with my employees than I am my residents and medical students. Although this week I was better because it's just a lot of things happen. And I was like, all right, guys, recap, <laughs> huddle in. We got it. We got problems. But um, yeah, I don't think I think I like this. I don't think I think people don't want to hear it. I don't think that people want to give it. I yeah, this is I, I like this a lot. I like this a lot. And friends too. like just something as simple as like, oh, um, I don't know. Uh, I got my hair done. Do you like it?
1: Mm, you know, like
0: well, you know what's funny <laughs> about that? I literally
1: have found myself without even realizing this in the last couple weeks I would say asking people before I open my big mouth because I'll agree I have a big mouth do you want my opinion
0: well okay let me tell you the problem with that
1: (laughs) most people don't no
0: just by (laughs) saying do you want my opinion that usually means you have something negative to say I don't think so oh I do or else you just say it who doesn't want to hear something good no, I, I disagree. When you say, do you want my opinion, is, is do you ever have something nice to follow that statement? No, I shouldn't say nice. I should say positive? Yes. Oh, okay. You can ask my husband. He'll okay. tell you. Okay. Okay. See, my perception would be totally different of that. Well, Am I, I mean, wrong on this, Al? I'm not, like... like if like, I say to someone, do you want my opinion? They're like, not fucking really, because... Susie, oops, beep. You gotta beep that out. Not really, because... <laughs>
1: Your mom is not gonna be happy with you today. <laughs> I'm gonna no, say.
0: Not, not really, like, because I'm just assuming it's gonna... But anyways, I always say yes, because I'm like, bring on the negative opinions, but...
1: Well, the reason I say that is, I think sometimes people are in a hairy situation, we'll say, and they don't know how to ask for advice... They're about to make potentially, I don't want to say a bad decision, but they're about to make a decision that has significant consequences Mm -hmm. and they're too meek or too scared or too upset or too emotional, fill in the word, to actually ask somebody for their opinion. So they move on throughout their life, making poor decisions or decisions that have negative consequences because they're too afraid to ask for advice or feedback on a decision. Totally agree with that. So for me in my life, personal and professional experiences. I don't think people necessarily solicit advice, but sometimes they need advice. So by saying, do you want my opinion? You're basically setting up the stage for, I'm here to give you an opinion and I want to help. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'll agree with that statement. But if I want to help, you need to be in the right headspace to accept the opinion, good or bad. So by prefacing it with, do you want my opinion? The person can say, yes, I really would like to know what you have to say, then they can judge whether they're going to accept it, whether it's good or bad prior to it coming, or they can say, not right now, it's not a good time, I'm not, I'm not going to either no, hell no, never, or no, I don't want to do it right now because of whatever reason.
0: I don't disagree with that. I mean, I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest, I mean, I, I'm not probably super great at, at receiving feedback or criticism, it's probably one of my faults. Um, I think just because you get a lot through like residency and training and like, I just feel like I've been beaten down where it's like, I just don't want it anymore. Yeah. Leave me alone. It's either that or, or, um, well, I guess professionally kind of I'm at, I'm at, I'm at a, I'm on cruise control professionally. So I really don't feel like I need like any advice professionally at this point. And when I do, it's usually from a business perspective. And then usually I just kind of rely on you or David or, you know, some you know, someone that kind of has their business and gets it. What I don't like getting is advice from people who have no idea what the hell I do. That bothers me. Like, you don't own a business, you can't give me business advice. Like, you, you are employed by someone else, which there's no problem with that. This guy could be making a million dollars a year, but still employed by somebody else. You can't give me advice on how to run a business because you don't run one. So that bothers me. I never want to – don't give me advice to be, uh, being a parent. If you're not a parent, yes. do not give me advice on running a business. If you don't own a business, there's certain things that, that definitely bother me. But I think right now, and for me, it's probably more in my personal life. Like, I've just had so much negativity for so long – that I am just unequivocally uninterested in being around people that are pessimistic, have something negative to say about me or my personal life or anything. I just I'm not interested. I'm not interested in being around it. I just and it's not because I can't take it, it's that I don't want to be around it. But so that's I
1: different. I feel like that's different from
0: constructive criticism and feedback. That's really just people trying to just throw toxic poison oh, it. But I don't, think, that, but but I don't think they're trying to. That's the thing. I think some people think that they're trying to, t- you know, oh, I don't know if that's a great idea or this or that or blah, blah, blah. You know, and I, I think in some instances, yes, I agree with you. But in, in this particular, it's like some of them have been family members or very close friends. It's like, mm, but I don't thank you, but I'm not interested in hearing that. I just I'm I'm a I'm a grown up like <laughs> I can make my own decisions. You're a
1: gr- <laughs> oh my gosh. just. I uh-huh. was told this week by so many people, and I know, not, I, it's Tuesday right now. I know you guys are going to hear this later, but it's a Tuesday right now, and it's the beginning of the week. But I've actually been told a couple times already people should be, adults should be treated like adults, kids should be treated like kids. And I've been hearing that in lots of different environments, and I, I think about that and I cringe. I get like a stomachache thinking about
0: it because I'm like, But what does that mean? Most adults act like toddlers. Oh, if you even knew what was going on in my email inbox right now. I don't want to know. (laughs) Don't give me the feedback. I don't want to know because it's probably going on right now too. It's like I'm dealing with a man-child. A man-child.
1: It's ridiculous. So it's like you want to act like an adult? I mean, you want to be treated like an adult? Act like one. Thank you. Mofo? You you act like an adult. So let's talk about that for a minute because I think – I mean, our kids, I don't think, I see it. I know it. Our kids are around the same age. So mine are four and seven, almost eight. I've been reminded my oldest is almost eight. Your son is six, almost seven, right? So their response to emotions, right? Their response to just normal stimuli going on during the day is obviously childlike because they're kids. They should be treated like kids. I want it. I want it now. I'm not waiting. You get it for me, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we see adults behaving like that, I, my first reaction is like, oh, God, can I just smack you across the face right now? Can I put you in a timeout? Because we don't smack in my house, but let's put him in a timeout. I want to smack, but I don't. Timeout is what we do. You can't put adults in the timeout chair. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? That would be
0: epic. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) Like, David, you've been so bad. Go to timeout.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And at my little one's preschool, timeout is not a word they use. Quote, 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 unquote, timeout. No, it's called the thinking chair.
0: Nobody gets I actually kind of like that. I actually kind of like that. You have to go. I, I used to tell Harrison that I was like, you're going to go in your room. You're going to think about everything we did. You're going to come back out. You're going to apologize. And when you apologize, you're going you're to tell me what you're apologizing for. Yeah. You're not just going to say, I'm sorry. You're going to say, no, mommy, I'm very sorry. I snatched that out of your hand. I should not be doing that. I should ask you nicely. That's what I want to hear come out of your mouth. When and you come it needs back out. to be um, sincere. 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 Yeah. 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 They need to understand that the, there's, 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 you know, repercussions to their, to their actions.
1: Okay, and also saying sorry doesn't fix every problem. No, no, it does not. My four year old's learning that the hard way, but no, saying sorry after you've punched someone in the face and they have a bruise in their nose, that's not okay. (laughs) Like, there's consequences. (laughs) I told her yesterday or the day before if you were bigger, you would probably get arrested and go to jail. And then she said, oh, I would have contact with the police? Would the police officers have contact with me? And I'm telling my four-year-old, yes, that's a crime. You can't put your hands on other people. And she said, oh, I just don't want to have contact with the police, mom.
0: (laughs) Totally forgetting what was going on. I think, too, what happens with adults is they don't understand that, for instance, a lot of times one adult's behavior is just a response to another adult's behavior, right? And I have to, like, like like oh you're being such a you know you're you're being i'm going to have to say you're being a bitch it's like i'm being a bitch because you made me a bitch like, you you stepped up in here, you got loud with me, you questioned me, I tried to be nice, you kept coming at me, this is what you get. I can be the nicest person in the world, I can be the biggest bitch in the world. It's all on you, which one you get. Your choice. That's like poking the bear, right? Your choice. I just don't understand that. It's like, I actually am not a bitch. I am actually one of the nicest people you will ever meet. I am like, could be your best friend in the whole world and do everything for you. You push me, you push me, you push me, you push me, it's on. Like, that's on you. So people need to understand that, too. Like, take responsibility for your own damn actions. Well, and like, manage your
1: behavior and control your well, emotions. Well, yeah, like,
0: but, but, like, you, like what? <laughs> you, you can't continue to point the finger at everybody else your entire life. You're, so your life's a disaster, <laughs> but it's everybody else's fault. No, bitch, it's your fault.
1: Well, it's that your com- fault. <laughs> that comes down to accountability and taking responsibility For your own actions. It is unbelievable
0: to me how many adults refuse to take responsibility for their actions and and refuse to be accountable for any of their own life issues. Agreed.
1: That's what I'm talking about. You want to be treated like an adult, act like an adult. I don't want to be around people that are in their 40s that act like my 4-year-old that refuses to go to the thinking chair because (laughs) she just punched somebody in the face and doesn't understand that there's consequences to that particular action. Look adults do this all
0: the time. I mean, I'll tell you like me, like I know when I hurt somebody's feelings or if I did something or even if something that I did was not intentional, but someone was hurt by it. Like I actually process that. Like I call, I apologize. Or maybe sometimes I don't apologize because there's nothing to apologize for, but I just feel bad that the way something kind of went down and something happened. And I try and manipulate that in my own head as to not do that again. Do other people not do that? I don't think that's the norm. No. Like some people just go trucking right on through life and now people might look at me superficially and think that I'm trucking right through. No, it's just that I process it in my own way. I don't think like, I think the problem too, Tiffany, is most people don't process their own actions.
1: No. They because they, they don't
0: they're not they don't hold their own actions accountable. They're not even
1: held accountable for their own some actions. Some people don't even know what they're doing and know that their actions can actually negatively affect people, it's but like, let's, let's talk about feedback for a minute because I think it ties right into feedback. So you're saying internally you're processing what you did to determine whether or not your behavior had a negative consequence on someone that maybe you intended, maybe you didn't. Correct. Right? So you're kind of like doing your own internal feedback in your own brain to determine what can I do to fix the problem, how can I avoid that problem from, you know, reoccurring. That whole, you know, mind game, if you will, you know, in your, your own self- processing, um, whatever you want to call it, that process I feel like is lacking in a lot of relationships, especially coming out of this whole, I'm going to say coming out of this pandemic, because people aren't socializing, they're not seeing face-to-face really at all sometimes how their behavior can be destructive to someone else. Perfect example of this is you get into an email war with someone. Well, for me, when it gets to a certain point, I have to get on the phone. If you're not in front of me or not near me, I need to get on the phone because I need to- Things get lost in translation. Yeah, and I need to figure out what's going on. Now, do I get upset sometimes? Do I say things on email? Do I send some raging texts? Sure, of course I do. We're all humans, we do things like that. But to not actually process it and get feedback to understand what the other person was thinking or feeling or how they're responding, that's where we come down to the issue of feedback. Feedback is so important and crucial. Just in our own society and and in your own development as a human being to become a better person.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, if you're talking... Let's talk about, like, if you're talking about very close relationships, right? That's something that your your partner, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, whatever, they need to, like, understand your boundaries, right? Because different people have different boundaries. So, you know, like... Like, I don't like it when you do this, and I know maybe something someone else didn't care about that, but I do. That's very important to me, right? There needs to be – there's, like, boundaries that have to be set, or, like, you need to talk to me when this happens, or I don't like talking, or I do like – like, it's just – I feel like, like you said, like, nobody communicates. There's no there's no feedback. There's no feedback mechanism ever, ever. So it's like it's you're in this perpetual hamster wheel of just spinning, spinning out, just being pissed like, off. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's the end result is
1: you just end up being – pissed off more than you should be because you're not able to process. But let's talk about for a minute, the real definition, because I know Forbes magazine just did an article about the definition and they broke down the differences between constructive criticism and feedback. Because I do think in our lives all the time, they're, you know, they're
0: confused in a lot of different ways. So, I mean, I think this, so I have a a chart here. It says uh, criticism versus feedback, a comparison. So criticism focuses on what we don't want. Feedback focuses on what we do want. I like that. That so makes sense. So they're
1: saying criticism has some form of a negative impact, whereas feedback is not
0: always negative. Right. That's kind like, of like
1: what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah.
0: And then and this, one I, this one I know I do. Criticism is focused on the past. Feedback is focused on the future. I like that. I would agree with that. I agree with that. Sometimes when I tell my residents, I'm like, guys, Listen. You know, the nice thing about what happened is you'll ne- it'll never happen to you again. You'll never miss that again. You'll never forget about that again. You'll never, you'll always think about that in the future whenever you see that again, right? So it's like reinforcing that, yeah, something bad might, or something, it could be something stupid, whatever. But, you know, you feel so bad about it that you'll ne- it'll never happen again, right? So Well,
1: I mean, but yeah, because you're really focusing on the negative at that point, but you're
0: spinning it to be a learning sometimes you have to spin it. A learning Sometimes tool. you have to spin it, Yeah um criticism is focused on weaknesses feedback builds up strengths I love that I love that build us up that's a good one and one woman should always straighten another woman's crown yes yes I like that I like that too one of the I hate that I hate people I'm sorry I have to say that I hate women that that make friends by talking shit about other women drives me bonkers Oh, you hate her too? Great. Me too. Let's be friends. Like, that's how you make friends is by talking shit about other people. Yeah, but that's how a lot of friends are made. Ugh. Unfortunately. God, just get a life already. All right. (laughs) Criticism deflates. Feedback inspires. I I like like that. that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I like that, Al. He held something up for me to say. And I'm actually going to, you know what? That was actually said to me at one point in my life, and I'm going to touch on that in a second. Um, Criticism says, you are the problem. Feedback says, we can make this better together. And I know it sounds cheesy, but it's very true. Well, it's very true.
1: Yes, but, you know, this is talking about, this article is talking about criticism. I believe there's a distinct difference between constructive criticism and just run-of-the-mill
0: criticism. Because but even I think constructive criticism is feedback. You think it's the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I guess it depends on the delivery. Yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> how how again, is the message being we, delivered? How, well, how many times have I said this in the podcast? There's a million different ways to say the same thing. How you deliver it is going to completely change someone's response. Agreed. I agree. Completely. No, I agree completely. with that. That's why the delivery is so important. Yes. And, and, and I have to say, the feedback is
1: probably just as important as the delivery because... You have to be prepared to deal with whatever is going to be the consequence of what yeah. you're saying or doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be. So Al held something up and he said, there, there's an analogy about crabs and buckets. And I'm sure all of you have heard this by now. But the very first time I heard it, I was in residency. I was like an intern and I was a smart a baby. Yeah, I was a baby, but I was a little bit of smartest, but I was good. I was a good intern. Right. And I, you know, I had some interpersonal issues with some of the other interns and my program director, who's still a friend of mine to this day, uh, Robert Hasty. He said, he pulls me aside, he goes, Tiffany, listen to me very carefully. He's like, it's very easy for the other crabs to pull another crab down from the top of the pail. It's very difficult for them to crawl up themselves. Ah. And it stuck with me and stuck with me. And I have never forgot, I probably should tell him, I have to this day never forgotten that he told me that. Because it makes a lot, it's easier to bring someone else down with you than to rise up and be like them. It's a hell of a lot easier. It's a lot. It's a hell of a lot easier to climb up
1: that. Table. Yes, it's a lot. But, but it's i just true. like picturing it. You know, like someone trying to like grab the ladder and that's just why pull I kind of don't up. understand
0: jealousy. Like my like my friends. My friend got a Maserati. I'm not hating. I'm trying to ride in the Maserati with her. Like I'm not trying to hate on her. Like you got a boat, great. I can be on it. You know. Like you got planes, cool. Me too. Like you know. Like it's just. Yeah. Let's make it work. Let's make it. I just don't understand that. Like I just feel like that's not. I don't know. It's just not in my nature. I've just. I feel like I was jealous a long, like a long, long, long time ago. Very, very, like as like my early twenties, and I just realized like it just that negative negativity that harbors inside of you by being a jealous person, it like makes you look old and makes you no one likes you and just it's bad
1: well not only that I think it just creates a really bad personality trait that you can't get rid of and
0: and and like hate begets hate and negative energy begets negative energy and then all the people around you are negative it's like your whole life is just negative and then you know yeah it's toxic it's toxic well we talk all the time misery loves company that's a saying for a
1: reason yeah we talked about misery loves company we've talked about you know how you should you know, be around people that bring you up, you know, and that that lift you up and help support you. And when you're around people that just dwell on negativity, you know, they're toxic and you have to figure out a way to, you know, to basically get them out of your life and have an opportunity to just, you know, be a positive role model for someone. But I, I'm just telling you, like I could think of so many stories with my kids where you know they're stomping their feet they're they're mad you know they're not reacting appropriately and then we see so many adults that act the same way in the same you know adult problems but they they respond the same way as kids
0: but i but the timing is sort of an issue too right so it's like if someone's having a full blown freaking meltdown about something in their personal life, that's probably not the time to go and be like, hey, let's talk about how you forgot to empty the trash yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably not the right time to bring it up. All so, right, so
1: I'm kind of guilty of that. Like, I just have to throw it out there. You know, we all are have you not flaws. Good at, are you not good at, like,
0: reading people, though? I think that has to do with reading people and reading situations. And no. some people are just not great at it.
1: No, I'm really good at reading people. I just usually do it to just to dig, you know? Like, I just want to throw a dig at someone, and I'm like, you know what? You're an asshole. Yeah, I can be. I can be. <laughs> But you know what? I I just said it out loud on a podcast for the whole world to listen to. I I agree. I know I can be. I can be a real crappy human being sometimes. But you know what? You learn from your mistakes. You move on. And, you know, we try to become better people. I mean, there's a
0: handful of people in this world that probably think I'm a really crappy human being. It's just because of what transpired in personal lives of those people. But, it, Maybe. but but I'm not. It's just, you know, I, I'm also not living my life for other people. You know what I mean? Well, so it's why like, should
1: anybody, yeah, stop so for like, a minute, live their life for someone else? We are on this planet for such a short period of time to not be able to live your life the way you want it and you make your own choices and fall on a sword if you have to or lift yourself up. Like,
0: whatever life is going to throw your way, you should be in control of that. But to my point... With every action, there's a reaction. Of and course. And so my personal life was a reaction to very many actions over a very long period of time. And so to that I say, everyone typically has fault when there's a problem. It is very, very infrequently We, we do something in a hospital called a root cause analysis. When something bad happens to a patient, who screwed up? And I'm going to tell you because I do the lecture. Is that lecture. really what happens oh, in yeah. the… Um, oh, yeah. We do a root cause analysis the, from the uh, top down and I actually do the lecture on this for the state of Florida for prevention of medical errors. And it happens to every doctor. If there's a doctor that says he's never had a medical error, he either doesn't know about it or he's lying. Oh, it happens to every single doctor. I would imagine it's because pretty typical. Because what happens is there's so many people intrinsically involved in the care of a patient in the hospital. There's a doctor, there's a nurse, there's nutrition, there's respiratory therapy, there's you know communication issues within the computer system. And it's very easy to place the blame on one person when nine times out of 10, One person might have had the majority of the problem, but realistically, it was a multitude of factors that played in. Pharmacy. So many things come into play, right? I'll give you an example. And this is why I think when we talk, this is why I think it, it feeds into criticism and feedback, because everyone has to know how they were involved, so it does not happen again, sure. right? Yep, correct your so I So I, I hold up a slide when I do this presentation, it says digoxin, and digoxin is a type of, it's a heart rhythm medication, okay? And you can get digoxin toxic very quickly, where you look, everything in your vision is about this color yellow. Matter of fact, Vincent Van Gogh, he has all these paintings that are all in yellow, it's because he had digoxin toxicity. Did he really? Yeah, so... There's um, Starry
1: Night. That was one of the paintings. All like, yeah, but it's not yellow. yellow.
0: Yeah, there's some that are like mostly yellow and that's why. So there's a prescription and it says take O-N-C-E once daily. That's what the prescription says. Take once daily. Well, this patient was Spanish and took this to a Hialeah pharmacy. What is O-N-C-E in Spanish? Once. That would be 11. So the patient started taking 11, the jocks a day oh my god (laughs) you can't
1: make this up you
0: cannot so when you look at a root cause analysis whose fault is that is it the doctor's fault is it the pharmacist's fault whose fault is it is it the patient okay is it the patient for maybe i hate to put fault on patient but maybe you know i I don't know what any patient would think that a doctor is giving them 11 of the same pills to take every day that's probably the patient very minimum fault but sometimes you wonder what's going on at the end of the day it should have been written out Take one tablet by mouth every day. Right, that's the way it should have been written on the prescription. Sure. This doesn't happen so much anymore because of electronic prescriptions, but still, the pharmacist should have known what the hell area they were practicing in and written it out as such, or called the doctor and asked. Right? What's the problem so, here? This seems a little so high. So you do. Let's check it so out. we tr- we do these things called root cause analyses in medicine, and it, and it happened to me recently in the hospital. There was it was a, a miscommunication on fifteen different levels. Right, fifteen. Nothing horrible happened, but. I brought it to the attention of administration because everybody had a place to learn. The residents had a place to learn. The nurse had a place to learn. Nutrition had a place to learn. Respiratory therapy had a place. Everybody involved. And they don't like it when you do it because they feel like they're being criticized or they're being written up. No one got written up. This is how we learn people. We're taking care of human beings for a living. This is how we learn. And it could happen again. Mistakes happen. It's going to happen. We are not perfect human beings, right? Doctors are not perfect. Mistakes will happen. It's how we learn from those processes. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And so it's the difference between feedback and criticism. My feedback was, what did we all mess up on so we all don't mess up in the future and let's sit down and learn from it? That's feedback criticism yep. is me taking my finger and it's your fault 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 did I do that yes but I also said it's our fault <laughs> okay <laughs> right? okay at or- least you owned it you owned it's it everybody's fault right right so but that's it's, it's important I think I think that's important in life I think it's important in family situations I mean things happen there's miscommunications with kids and parents and this and that like where did the miscommunication happen so it doesn't happen again right and by pointing the finger at other people you're never gonna solve a problem you're never gonna account- take accountability accountability your life is never gonna get better and the problems never gonna be solved
1: I agree I agree with all that but I think also to tie all that up Tiffany is what are we teaching our kids you know what are our kids learning from this what are our kids seeing how are they being affected by the inability to process the communication breakdown and what what do you say and how do you say it in order to get the most beneficial outcome of the situation? I mean, they're watching us like hawks all the time, all you know, especially the little ones. You know, they're little parrots repeating things, repeating things, repeating things. And, you know, it's up to us as adults and parents to correct those mistakes in a matter that's positive, you know. And I also am going to say that I think it's important that people need to open up their minds to be able to be receptive to criticism. Yes. And receptive to feedback. If you think you're doing it right every single time and there's no other way to do it, you're probably not ever going to learn or grow.
0: Listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. There you go. Yeah. People listen just so they can. Like everyone, it's especially lawyers. God, you people suck like you oh just thanks wanna, you thanks just wanna, it's true like you just want to like you just want to respond it's like shut up everybody shut up that's why it's when i go into a coat i swear to god in the hospital i walk into a code blue it's like 15 chickens with their heads on what's a run, code blue like a, someone's coat like they're, they're they have to have cpr their heart oh. stopped right okay. okay so i run it through with, like everyone with their hands in the air and everyone's like losing their minds and no one knows what to do i swear to god every time i walk in the room, I'm like i need everybody to shut up everybody if Everyone, you don't yeah. belong in this room, get out. If you don't take care of the patient, get out. If you have nothing to offer, get out. Get out. out, or
1: just leave because I want you to I leave. Because I can't, <laughs>
0: I cannot function in this environment right now. Right? Just shut up, everybody. Yeah. Shut. You have to listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. That is the problem in our society. Everybody wants to freaking respond. Oh, it's not, that's not my opinion, and this is why. And blah blah. blah. But shut up. Just listen to what they're saying.
1: Right. No, I agree. I agree. But I I think it's also difficult. You know, it's difficult when you hear somebody that knows nothing about what they're talking about and they continue to go on and on and on and they won't let anybody stop and interrupt them because most of the time we had a whole episode on this, you know, experts. You're not an expert at everything. Let's be real about it. And you need to stay in your lane. So if you do not know what the hell you are talking about, you should not be discussing that subject, period. And if somebody else does know what they're talking about, you need to step aside, keep your mouth shut, and let the person that knows what they're talking about, like your example, walking into the code blue,
0: and actually have the person that knows the is to be able to communicate. But isn't there a way to say this in a nicer way? For instance, if I'm not an expert on something, but I, let's say I'm talking to you about family law. Right. And I read something in a magazine somewhere that makes me think that I know something that you don't know, right? Or I think that you're wrong because it's something I read. Wouldn't the appropriate, instead of saying, that's not true, I read this in Forbes, blah, 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 right? Wouldn't the appropriate thing to be would say, hey, Lee, let me ask you a question. I read something in a magazine that is the exact opposite of what you said. Can you explain to me the difference? You yeah. see the difference in the tone? It's not that hard, people. I'm the freaking master of this. I will make you feel like the smartest person in the room while I basically just called you a dumbass to your face.
1: Oh, that's what you do in your depositions. Right? Oh, yeah. When you, when you're, you do your expertise. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's nice. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's fun.
0: <laughs> when someone says I said something I didn't say, I'm like, no, oh, I turn to the court reporter. I'm like, can you please go back and read what I said because it's not what I said? That's, I'll just wait here.
1: We'll that's wait. not it. I'll <laughs> just sit here and wait. See, so you still get to play the fun courtroom game. <laughs> we'll games sit here and wait <laughs> a little bit. You know, there's still some fun and, fun and games going on. The hardest part about all of that is Zoom because you cannot physically talk all at the same time. And if you need to interrupt somebody because there's a problem, it's just difficult and Half the times when the I judges just love can't it when can turn it. your mics
0: off though, like yeah. this
1: mother. <laughs> they just mute. Yeah, they'll just mute you in the middle of like somebody going on a rant. They'll mute, or if they don't want to hear you anymore, it'll just mute you. And sometimes you don't even know you've been muted because the court muted you, but your button says unmute, but you're really muted. Oh, so that's you're great. like, oh, that's shit. great. That's oh, it great. happens all the time. I wish I'm I
0: like, could mute people and they were talking to me. Like, yes. nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Zoom. Nope. I nope. can't stand you, Zoom. I can't stand. All right, you. we went over it on time today. Yeah, I, think.
1: I hope you guys learned something. I learned something today just talking to you about this subject. And we'll post the the chart that we quoted on our Instagram and our Facebook page. And you know, give us your feedback, Tiffany. Let us feedback. know what you think.
0: We do not want your negative criticism, people. <laughs> give we us want your... your happy, optimistic feedback. Yeah,
1: that's what we want.
0: Make sure you all stay healthy.
1: Stay grounded. <laughs>